Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Adventure time, you've got a friend. Let's go to the very <laughs> special place. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Hello. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. And this week, we are going to be very serious and very professional. We uh, are all ashamed of how loopy we were last week and have decided to... <laughs> I'm good, actually. I couldn't even I get through the sins. I could not even get through the sins. Considering just mere seconds ago, we were all clapping and doing banjos with, uh, with our mouths. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be loopy again, I promise. Uh, how are you guys? Having a good week? Yep. So far, yeah. It's been a really, really busy week. And you know how sometimes it's you feel so good at the end of the week because you've accomplished so much? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Oh, However, good. we still have the rest of the day to go. So <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're going to kick it off this week with a little bit of bonus content. Uh, the, the Everything Wrong With for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure dropped for our Sin Club members. Members as the bonus video for September. And so we thought we would chat just a little bit uh, about that video. Um, Peepers and up, right? Yeah, yeah. I should, yes, I should mention that. That's for the, uh, the, um, how's the peeping? There's different levels. And right. You have yeah. to be a peeper. How's the peeping sounded? Is, are they called peepers? We yeah, call we peepers? call them peepers. But, uh, but yeah, it's the how's the peeping uh, sing club level. Uh, and those are for our members that want the bonus videos. Uh, and so, yeah. So if you go to patreon.com slash CinemaSins, you can see the different membership levels and kind of do what you want. But we did release that for our bonus video in September. Uh, I believe that script was, help me out, Chris and Barrett? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so it was an Atkinson share script. And uh, man, Bill and Ted, I just watched recently. So I do have thoughts on Bill and Ted if you want to hear them. Um, yeah, sure. I, I mean, you mean the movie or do you mean the creation of the video? Uh, no, I was going to talk about the movie first, kind of like we do, just briefly. We're not going to get, you know, too deep into this, but I rewatched the movie and it's really good. Like, I expected it to be more like nostalgia hold up, and there is certainly that element. Uh, but I really think the, the structure and the plot, the way it deals with time travel. I'm talking about the original, by the way. I don't think mm-hmm. the second one holds up as well uh, in those regards. Interesting, because uh, a lot of people like the second one. I know more. a lot of people do, and that was, in yeah. rewatching them all, uh, that was my ta- my main takeaway was the first one was really fun and clever, and the second one was just kind of, 
okay. I'm with you. No, I think I think the first one's the best one. Um, I, I I mean, I will say there's obviously there's the you know a couple gay panic moments that don't hold mm-hmm. up. Uh, some some words from that era that that don't uh translate very well to our modern uh, sensibility. Uh, I get all that stuff, but as far as the movie and plot and fun and jokes and you know structure and all that kind of stuff, I, I think it was it was good. I enjoyed I think it. Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are just so likable. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost yeah. impossible not to enjoy the movie on some level. Like, I don't think it's great by any means, but yeah. it's, it's, it's very watchable and it's got, it's got a lot of genuinely funny moments. Uh, it's, it's pretty smart at times. And no, I agree. I, I rewatched it not too long ago. I uh, haven't seen it in so long. Um, it's kind of like so far back in my mind. I don't know if I ever saw it, but I know I saw it, but I don't know that I saw it. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, yeah. I felt the same way about Hercules, and we'll talk about that uh, upcoming in the in the show. <laughs> I kind of know I had that exact feeling, like, did I watch this? No, I'm sure I watched this. It's just been so long, you know. Yeah. So I totally get that. Uh, the thing, for some reason, I always remember about Bill and Ted though is when they uh, when the dad bites into that burnt as hell grilled cheese. That has always just like grossed me out thank so you. much. I don't, <laughs> thank you. Thank oh you. God. I mean, I, like, I get you know I, I get the whole point is supposed to be he doesn't care because he's about to like you know hit it with his wife, but uh, <laughs> I don't remember anything that. <laughs> talking about i'm not sure that i've actually seen this movie you know i'm like what that's a very like that's like a two second moment that probably is not what most people take no. away from the movie it's just what's always stuck in my head hey i'm oh, with man. you no me too i am totally with you cool. i like to think i'm a person without many triggers but then somebody eats like burnt bread and i'm just like no i got <laughs> yeah, triggers so i got gross. triggers <laughs> It's so gross. <laughs> like, how many takes did they have to do? And, like, you know, that poor yeah. guy. Yeah. Some people like their grilled cheese that way, though. Some people like the, uh, the burnt yeah, stuff. That's that's true. It is a true thing. It is interesting what sticks in your mind. I don't, I couldn't give you an example, but I know that there's movies that I saw really young where there's a particular sound that was made, either from someone eating something, drinking something, or talking, or their mouth, like, mm-hmm. whatever, like a noise mm-hmm. that just stuck into my brain. That stuff is, it's just mm-hmm. so weird how that stuff sticks to you, and you just that becomes the highlight of whatever you witnessed yeah anyway yeah um we but we go- do love being able to put these things out for you yeah. guys especially like full full on uh sins video so a lot of times like our bonus content for our um for our patreon supporters or our sin club members are like fun extra things that we've put together for you but this one's like a, a full-on video yeah we do that every once in a while uh yeah. and we're, we're glad to do it so if you're interested in checking it out uh, again it is patreon.com slash cinema sins and it is the how's the peeping level and above uh get access to those bonus videos lots of other fun stuff to check out there uh we certainly do appreciate our sin club members uh you keep this train running and uh and we appreciate it so go to patreon.com slash cinema sins to check it out uh all right let's get into it guys let's do the sin side scoop what's he building in We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sinning them, and how we felt about the stuff that we are sinning. We like to start in uh, TV Sins Land and Adventure Time, revisiting Adventure Time with Slumber morning, Party Panic. And this is a Hughes Watkins morning, script. Morning. Danae and Jonathan writing on this and Danae singing on it. Uh, as as I'm talking about it, 
Because why not? I'm trying. To, I'm just trying to do it softly so that it's not so right. And here's the fun part about here's the fun part about you doing it softly, Danae, is your processor will only pick up bits and pieces of it. No, and man. So, you've told me that before. Then I'm like always like, no, no, no. It's doing exactly what I think it's doing. Yeah, and yeah. You know you're probably. You know what? No, no, no. You're probably right, Danae. You're probably right. Um, but go ahead probably. if you if you want to sing the song. Probably. Just we could we could this could just be a a, a running thing on the uh the Sinside Scoop is Danae sing, sings the theme song. Uh, so here is Danae singing Adventure Time's theme song. I'm gonna sing it the way that my husband sings it. Okay, do it. Adventure Time, you've got a friend. Let's go to the very <laughs> special place. <laughs> Is that before or after he partakes in ganja? That is amazing. All right. The, the new title of the segment is Renee imitates her husband singing the theme song of whatever shows we are doing. Is that how he sings everything, though? I, I hope it is. Oh, my God. He uh, is notorious for getting lyrics wrong, and it oh, is one of too. my major pet peeves. It's fun. And so, yeah. It's fun. Justin's fun. Justin um, is great. However, his singing of the wrong lyrics is one of the those things where I and then he like realizes what he's doing and he really gives it all he's got so that he can just stick See, it was, to me. I was laughing at more the idea that there's just like no emotion behind us seeing it. He's just like, adventure <laughs> time. That's what we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> He's like, shake it up, baby. Now shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. That's uh, like that's what was funny to me. Jonathan, <laughs> it almost sounded like you saying take it out, baby now, and that changes no, no. that entire was, song. Oh so gosh. I was not doing the wrong lyrics. I said, shake it. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> speaking of this show, I think it's fun, the game we play with these animated shows where it's like, is this the kind of weird that is for me? That always seems to be the question when we're talking about <laughs> these animated shows because they're all so weird. But for some reason, some of them feel like the kind of weird I want to invest in. And others, I'm just like, yeah. this is too weird for me. And Adventure right? Time, I think, is on that. I think it's on that side of the scale for me where I'm just like, I'm just not interested in this. It's just just a little out there for me so oh. so yeah. i like it I've, I've only seen a handful of episodes i just when it used to be like i don't know it might still be on cartoon network i know i don't think they're making new ones anymore but um i would just catch it every now and then it was just always a nice like if it was on at night it was an easy like you know 10 20 minutes to sit there and enjoy sure. something sure but i've never like invested in it like i don't know how many episodes i've seen it's very possible i've seen the same episode like eight times i don't even know because <laughs> they all kind of <laughs> but i've always enjoyed myself with it um so yeah i think it's fun I, yeah. remember, I think I saw um, an episode and then enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I, I think I'm just going to say that this is true because if, I think this is right. It was one where um, Finn and Jake are doing some kind of like dungeon crawl style adventure. And of course, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Right. Yeah. And so after that, I went back to the beginning and watched them all in order because I had seen one that was interesting to me. But I didn't watch this like as they came out. Mm -hmm. um, and then I watched as many as I could possibly watch because at the time I was really enjoying it but I will say now that I have sinned it I'm like this isn't for me now probably because I just don't have time to sink into it but there's right. so much about this show I, I really really love and but I wrote this down in my notes the silliness level is it is so perplexing to me because mm -hmm. why would this one be one that I would choose and I wouldn't do one of the other goofy ones that you know like Phineas and Ferb mm -hmm. why is Phineas and Ferb different for me well, this is more time. adult for one thing this is definitely not for kids it's an interesting show and they do have like plot developments um, and storylines and you know um and there's really i like them i like the music of this one more than i like the music of phineas and 
Ferb for whatever oh, reason. Scandal. I know it's weird. Scandal. But but I think it's because Phineas and Ferb like it is like a musical style where it's like legit, mm-hmm. full on song, blah blah yeah. blah. And That's on why Phineas it's and Ferb, <laughs> <laughs> preach. Go uh, on. on. <laughs> Which is really really good. And now that I'm exposed to it, I really do love it. But like uh, at the time with uh, Adventure Time, it's just like these little uh, sing songy things. And I'm a sing songy mm-hmm. girl. I sing songy stuff all the time. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, this is what I do. I just make up these little songs all day long. Mm-hmm. And you know, no, you're, right. the, you're not wrong. I, the, these chips are good. Would exist more in the Adventure Time universe yeah. than the Phineas right. and Ferb universe. Yeah, yeah. I, I am the kind sh- of person that whenever I vacuum, I match pitch to the sound of the vacuum and start making up a song. This is what <laughs> nice. I do. Nice. I should go back and say I said this wasn't for kids. I would say young kids. I I would be perfect. I think it's perfectly fine for like older sure. kids. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But it's not. It's definitely not like a young Iris kids cartoon. Three year old. Yeah. There, yeah. There is. Uh, there's. You know. Pretty. Pretty. It gets dark at times, and um, mm-hmm. it gets sexual at times. Uh, <laughs> sure. There. It's. It's definitely made for more adults in mind. So I'll transition us into the sins for the video. Uh, since you guys wrote on it, uh, I I loved this video by the way. Uh, so pretty much a replacement for Daniel Tiger, I assume. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the kids thing that we're talking about, I loved that. Uh, if we can just make kinky something this narrator says every once in a while, I'm totally down for it. Uh, that, that was a fun one. Yeah. Didn't we work on we we had something else I for don't that what one? It was. Yeah. yeah it and was, then we just. Like, we just pared it down to be kinky, I yep, think. Yep, we just boiled it down to kinky, and I kind of oh, like it that. Was like it was, I did a sin. It was a take on, it was a take on bestiality, but I don't remember what it was now. But like that was kind of like the joke, not not the bestiality. I'm mean, just saying it was like, <laughs> it was some take on that word. <laughs> Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. More, more on that from Jonathan in keeping tabs. Uh, as no, but I think that's what the sin was about because we and we already had the necrophiniac, so we were mm-hmm. like, we probably shouldn't have two weird sex things. Yeah, and I that's, think, a, I and think, I think that's Danae what it was. Suggested like let's just do kinky, and I was like, yeah, that works. Only because yeah. I can I can hear some in the the podcast verse uh, uh, saying this. It is actually bestiality, uh, not bestiality, which has always been. Is a, it really? Yeah, it's a. Very very weird thing that that word is pronounced that way, but yeah. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have to. You know, I don't like, think I like either of them. You know, to be honest. sounds like you're just hooking up with your best friend, which does, which isn't necessarily I mean, wrong, you know, man's unless best friend. Unless it's your, unless it's your best friend is like your sibling. Guys, I'm uncomfortable with the things wrong. we're saying right now. I'm totally uncomfortable <laughs> and we should move on. <laughs> Thank you, Adventure Time. Thank you. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. The, the animals, they're beasts. Like, I, that doesn't even listen, make sense. I understand. I'm just telling you it is one this of those weird fault, things. This is your fault, Aaron. I know, This is I your know. issue because oh, you're like, you know spelled, what I'm going to do? I'm going to do word way, correction though, right it? now. It is spelled that way, yes. Oh, God, that's right. Yep. This, is, this is how little I know about it, which is good. <laughs> that's a good thing. Good. That's, that's good. a good thing. What does it say about me that I know how to pronounce it perfectly? What does it say about me? I think we should move on before we explore that. And then eventually Negan and everyone will start losing interest really made me laugh the comparison to the walking dead i loved uh what is that undulating colon of darkness back there really made me laugh uh candybalism i thought was a great portmanteau really enjoyed that one and then uh, this candy ball with a mustache just farted to end the episode and honestly it might be the most normal thing that happened the entire time oh uh, my god i was so glad Denise wrote so that i i knew we needed something there but like i just i was just like god that candy just farted i have nothing to say <laughs> like i don't even that know is the same. And that's the sin. I know. It's like, I, but I didn't know what to do with it because it was just so ridiculous. And it's so funny because he just like squeezes, like, don't squeeze me, I'll fart. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it's very funny. <laughs> Jonathan, you're like, oh, God, the game just fucked <laughs> Well, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I know we have to have a sin, but I can't think of one. Uh, while we're letting Danae recover, Jonathan, what are some of the other ones you wanted to mention? Was the was the colon of darkness, that was the one where it was just like the blurs in the background. It was like, why didn't they just go ahead and draw more candy, right? Yeah, obviously it's meant to about? be like a crowd yeah. of people, but it only lasts for that scene and then like the, the scene maybe right after it, but then they're all gone. And, and that yeah. room is really small. And so it's like, if there's a crowd of people, this entire room would be filled. So what is the point of this? I mean, I know yeah. what it is meant to be watching the cartoon, but it doesn't make sense once you really start to think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was really funny. Um, I like the way Aaron read many, 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 many dead animals for a fur <laughs> pile. Um, Adventure Time of Darkness was funny. Um, and then uh, the is this an eternal flame? I thought was also just a great, like a question to put on an end of a sin. And I liked that I got a team umizumi uh outtake in there uh nice. my daughter actually really appreciated that because that was one Aww. of her favorite shows and she used to say mighty math powers when she was a little kid i mean she's still a little kid but when she was a really little kid you know uh, she there's go, mighty math powers there's an untapped universe for tv sins in little children shows like oh, I, yeah. we've never gone there and i'd be interested because oh there's a huge uh, nostalgia SpongeBob. factor there ah uh, no spongebob spongebob <laughs> is a tween spongebob's a tweener show yeah. like i'm talking so you're saying like, like we haven't done like like you're Daniel saying like Tiger. Dora, yeah, Dora, like Daniel, Dora Tiger. Daniel Tiger, or the Backyardigans, or you know stuff like that. Do you know I think there's some untapped potential there because kids, kids who watch those shows as five, you know, six yeah. year olds are now watching Cinema Sins and TV Sins. So and and parents that had, had to, to sit watch through those them. shows yes, with their as kids. Well. Yeah. So yeah. To that point, my husband, we watch a lot of Daniel Tiger, and he, without trying to do like this part of the job, he just keeps this running tab in his head of things he's got questions about with the show <laughs> really 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 funny that's nice and so i he is he, he told me the other day he's like are you guys ever gonna send daniel tiger and I, i'm like i don't i don't know and he said well if you do i'm ready my, my wife and <laughs> i because my coach. daughter hasn't watched that type of show since she was like five or six so it's been a good three or four years my wife and i still sing songs from bubble guppies yeah like oh, we yeah. saw she them just... so many times like we still sing we still have those songs in the our wiggles we'll... i'm in that zone oh, with God, iris yeah. pj masks uh nature cat um bubble guppy she just found mm-hmm. uh daniel tiger and oh what's the one on amazon prime that we love so much that's in that's that uh i've talked about it before with finn the fox anyway. now the music in bubble guppies is kind of like phineas and ferb though like it's actually produced and it's um uh, like it's it's actually mm-hmm. kind of good yeah that's how back that's how backyardigans was too backyardigans had great yeah. music too wiggles though we were the the newer group mm-hmm. by the i'm sure you were the older group probably mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we had like the we had we had I'm the just female saying, wiggle. I'm just saying tumble leaf. Tumble leaf. I'm just saying those shows yeah, could yeah, be yeah. A, a real interesting absolutely. avenue for us to explore. No, uh, Danae, what did you think with the the sins on this one? Well, I did want to just do a shout out on the Walking Dead sin. Um, I love because Jonathan did a great thing since I was doing the the combine on this one and and the lead writer. I he makes notes so that I understand what it's referencing. Otherwise, <laughs> I would totally <laughs> yeah. space it. So I really appreciate that because then I don't I don't want to cut something that I don't. Understand 
understand. And I, I'm usually good at just about like highlighting, like, is this an inside joke or is this a reference? I'm not sure what this means. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was it. I liked uh, grabbing your friends by the face with your asshole. That was one of my favorite ones. <laughs> um, the not pictured ding dongs cracked me up. And then the run on uh, the pinatas being sentient. Why would you ever smash them? Uh, just that whole like series mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. just Man the idea. Like, are we eating each other? Are we killing each other? Like, what are we doing here? Candy people. Um, and then being able to play the chicken little outtake for the run for your life. <laughs> it just it worked out perfectly. So that was a lot. Be- I, I really liked writing on this one a lot. Behind the scenes, I think I did four different takes of the Manfred sin um, because I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. And so oh. I did like Manfred, you know, like oh, Mun- Manfred. Manfred. Yeah, like my bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Speaking of me being the lead writer, oopsie. Well, no. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes something seems so obvious to you that just somebody else doesn't know. I totally get that. I've done that with Jeremy yep. before. Like, yeah, you know, I had it's... to send you a pickup for uh, one that's coming up because we forgot to tell you how to pronounce a name. So yeah, and that's what I should have known. It's it's a yeah. I'm not. I can't even say what universe that is from without giving stuff away. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it happens. Soon. It happens. It happens. Coming um, soon to a YouTube channel near you. Uh, all right, let's move on to Watchmen. Uh, the pilot of Watchmen. It's summer and we're running out of ice. Uh, which is a famous line from the musical Oklahoma. In case you didn't know, um, this is a Dicer Watkins script. Jonathan. <laughs> and I writing on this and boy this is a doozy to tackle because this show is one of the most intricately plotted intricately designed uh, shows ever and what Damon Lindelof I had to tell Aaron I had to go no we cannot take off all the sins no (laughs) (laughs) that's right this is that one for me I'm just like no this one should end in negative sins this should be the one he's like crying why are you setting this Jonathan it's my favorite part genuinely wondered watching this first of all i have no idea what's happening it's mm-hmm. the most confusing thing i've watched totally on channel so far so yeah. i'm like i feel like i'm in a like a tumbler right again mm-hmm. well sure. and it's just it's setting up? up and it's setting up a lot of different like mysteries and whatnot i mean mm-hmm. there's so much you learn like there's so much that makes like i don't know there's so much that you don't even understand until you watch like other episodes so right. that that was that was difficult mm-hmm. yeah uh, for this me this was a tough one I, this is a very tough I, one i picked up that it wouldn't be easy but i also picked up that somebody really freaking loved it because you're like I genuinely was wondering and, are we going to have any sins at the end of this you know because you're just like I, negative I like 100 it. sins <laughs> I like it a lot but this is kind of like me with like like I like this a lot I just I unlike Aaron I don't you know I don't think it's like the greatest piece of television and you know ever I mean I, I don't know if I'm there but I but it's great like I mean yeah no I couldn't it, tell you anything wrong with it I, I can't it's hard sometimes to separate recency bias from things um, and I did not when I watched it uh, the first time i did not put it as my favorite show of all time uh, but it's there now uh after re-watching re-watching well, you, it. You, I, and you and jeremy both have re-watched it and, yeah you know been i mean it clearly it touched both of you yeah um in, in a not weird way um <laughs> well sometimes in a weird way but watch, uh, watch miniality uh but um yeah no you guys you guys clearly were yeah on a level with it that that i'm not quite there but it's it's a great show like there's i mean there's nothing wrong with it it's a it's a perfect show so it's it's excellent i i just i think think for me what puts it so far out in front of almost anything else that's ever been on television is how intricately planned it was like
like just the when you the payoffs in this show are just astonishing. Um, oh yeah, and no, that, and is, that is very was... appealing to me. Like that that part of my brain is probably the part that I have the most fun uh, being activated when I'm watching something. Is like oh my goodness, look at how this all came together. Uh, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, it almost. I mean, they clearly did all this. I mean, it almost feels more like a miniseries. It is. Than, it really is. And, and it really is. If because yeah. I don't think they're gonna. They might try to do another season down the road. No, but Lindelof I know has said he's definitely not. Yeah, Lindelof's not going to be involved. It's not going to be anything that happens, you know, soon. But um, yeah, it definitely feels more like a miniseries. No, and it's interesting because at this point, I got to admit, I'm getting a little tired that every show has to be something that's plotted right. like this. Like, sure. I'm, I'm actually too. kind of getting to where I wouldn't mind just a weekly procedural <laughs> like in, <laughs> in my in my TV diet. But this still like, but this but this was one that was an exception. Like this one, you know, uh, well, got pretty has- close to blowing me away. It has the added benefit of being fantastical and about superheroes and like yeah. that kind of where like stuff is keeping your attention that way. And it's really funny because Lindelof is really mm-hmm. funny. And so there's absolutely, you know, there's a lot of uh, humor in it as well amidst this incredibly poignant and relevant, you know, historical stuff, which I'll, I'll get into more in keeping yeah. tabs. Yeah, and the, ca- but... the, the cast is excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just up and down. It's it's really good. And I, I love the source material. Granted, this is kind of like a sequel to the source material, basically. But um, I mean, it's not it's not based on anything that was already written. Let's put it that way. So, Danae, you were uh, understandably confused watching this. And I can't imagine watching this uh, as somebody confused watching Watchmen. (laughs) That's that's right. So I I totally get that. um, That feeling of of this being, you know, ultimately confusing. Uh, Was there anything you saw in it like that was like a throbbing question? Like you have to have answered kind of thing or more? It's just like, guys, I have no clue what's going on here. Let's just talk about the sins video or all right well well, first i really want you to avoid using the adjective throbbing before <laughs> i think anything that was, uh, well consider we, there adjective. could be something in the outtakes there could no, be no, something no. in the outtakes about you may or may not having a penis so you know <laughs> something about throbbing question although it does give you like exactly what like it would be one that is obviously like you, sorry you, you i will want. change it are there any penetrating questions uh, that you have like, i was gonna say though i mean i you know, I do have a mad crush on Regina King, so I'm not going to lie about, you know, there might have been some throbbing. I don't could know. Be, could I be. I don't know. Could be. I'm kidding. Uh, the answer is I have a lot of questions, but I think that based on what you guys have just talked about, I don't want to ask any of them. Okay. Uh, mostly because I think it just means it, this sounds like it would be somebody trying to simplify a really complex yes, story. Yes, yeah, definitely. And I don't know that I want that. I think if it's something that I would enjoy or something that I should watch, I don't know that I want to just get the watered down version. Version. Right. So I'm just going to follow my instinct to completely ignore your conversation for the rest of the talk. <laughs> I think we're Watchmen. done. I think we're ready to go into the video, which you get to start, by the way, because you didn't write I, on it. I, I was so genuinely fl- flabbergasted, oh, okay. yeah. flummoxed, uh, overwhelmed. And again, it really did feel like I was just in a Tumblr trying to figure out what was going on that I only wrote down one, which is <laughs> the sin about answering the phone and not sending and not sending the troglodytes to voicemail. It was at that point and I was like, oh, yeah, OK. Okay, that was, I understand that one. 
understand the word what? phone. I like how <laughs> and Aaron does the does the stuff like troglodytes. What did you call him when? Because you because I wrote the sin about him going down the driveway, mm-hmm. but yeah. you actually added in was it Scallywag? Snollygoster. Snollygoster. Uh, yeah. yeah, somebody who somebody usually a politician, but somebody who thinks they're more important than they are. Um, yes, yeah. working with Aaron is always fun on a script because he he likes to flourish and it's really fun. Well, and 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 to be fair, that one comes from our Discord. Uh, that was another. Hey, Aaron, can you work <gasps> this into a script word? So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so. I love that you're having that kind of fun with our Discord people. And you know what? Hey, huge shout out to Discord folks. Um, you guys are awesome. Love popping in and seeing the conversations. And for anyone who is wanting to connect to a community of people who like talking about movies and having fun, uh, our Discord's a great place, and we have amazing moderators who are mm-hmm. um, really, really kind and are keeping kind of the, the gatekeepers of our community essentially and they do a great job so um i know right now and it's sometimes hard to feel like there's anybody around you that you can like connect with so if you're looking for an online community you might have fun in the discord yeah they really get to the heart of the throbbing questions that's right in Discord. yes, yes. They, they really penetrate, penetrate to the heart of, yeah that's it that's the right one <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh. All right. uh, back to you guys <laughs> it, did you have so you just had the the phone one that was it it was literally watchmen what negative sins wow questions so many <laughs> a phone i know phone answering phone troglodyte voicemail <laughs> so, nice great great someone died uh and oh and then there's a shiny mask i i how can he breathe was a question i wrote down i love so, it ob- stream, this of, is stream one of consciousness where, yeah totally yeah it was not my normal like note-taking experience my apologies i think the only thing i would say and this doesn't give anything away necessarily but this the other thing that made this show so interesting is it's based on existing material so it's kind of a sequel i mean it literally is a sequel to the existing material not to the movie by the way which is another piece of property in this universe yeah um, i didn't i actually did not clarify that but yeah i meant the uh, but it's so material completely feels like its own thing you know like it's one of those things where it's like mm-hmm. yeah this is based on existing material and actually follows you know down the road from this stuff but it just feels so perfectly crafted that it that it's kind of its own thing so i you know that's one thing i, I do love about it jonathan what are some of the sins you wanted to mention uh not pictured pictures i love that uh, i had with, that written down too well that was one too like i i couldn't get that worded right because we, I think Barrett finally said, like, you know, we need to probably do something different with this one. And then I, I, we just came up with that. But mm-hmm. um, uh, the Cornhusker Deniers was very funny. And that was a very popular one I noticed. Yeah, in the people appreciated too. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are those kids wowing about so intensely? <laughs> it's true. The whole uh, class is just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, yeah, she put eggs in a bowl and made a smiley face. Um, tossing salad without consent. Mm hmm. Uh, it was very funny. And then um, I just like the way Aaron read my sin about the Robert Redford movies that everybody missed out on. You I had that one well, too. Well, they missed out on sneakers. <laughs> Yeah, I like that too. Well, in fact, and part of that was because I was just going to list a bunch of movies, but then when I was looking at the movies that would have come out since he had been president, it wasn't great. <laughs> it's like I was like, what am I going to talk about up close and personal? You know, and it was just like God. Yeah, no, Anyways. I love that when a sin, when what you think a sin is going to be, it actually yeah. turns out to be your thought process and in, in that that whole yeah. thing and becomes something completely different. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I would also mention just remember outside in front to back, you'll be fine. Um, as good advice. 
advice. It's always good advice. Um, I, I liked doing the running gag of customer service surveys. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting how that worked out. Uh, I have to to uh, highlight my favorite pun of the episode. This sin is for your shellfish motives uh, oh, because he wouldn't clean off the octopus. Um, and then the, the sin I spent the most time crafting, maybe since I did the hand job sin in Breaking Bad, uh, was the watching Watchmen, which is watching a man watch a man watch a watch which man mended whilst man wasn't watching man watch watch mending yeah Aaron did that to himself I did, I did not yes. that, <laughs> that, was, that was all me I just said God bless I just I looked at that scene and I was like okay the layers of watches and and men and you know watch mending and watch men and I don't <laughs> just, know it just I had to do something so <laughs> uh, all right um, I'm trying to think was there any other, no I think that was uh, all the ones I had listed we can move into the music video sins uh billy eilish my future and i'm just gonna start by saying i love this song i'd never i hadn't heard it before uh i listened to the song i love how it's presented i love that it doesn't feel you know like everything else that's going on right now i love the message of this song i love what she's saying in it uh feels valuable to me um it's very much feels like a a song about putting first things first you know falling in love with your future the idea of i have to make sure i'm okay before I even invest in any of this other kind of love stuff that I'm interested in. The idea that that she's honest about, there's this one verse about, um, I think it's referencing probably a boyfriend or a guy she's with, and, and it's like, I, I can't uh, let you drive me home because I know where that leads, and that's not what I need in my life right now. Like, it's really, it's a really honest and um, I think important kind of look at understanding, I have to know who I am first before I can know who I am with someone else. And like, I, I don't know, I, I found it really effective. I really like this song. I only heard it the one time. I wasn't really involved in this one um, on the editing process or anything. Like I didn't, I didn't review it. Um, it was just Barrett. Um, I don't remember why. I think I was just busy doing other things. But anyways, so I've only seen it the one time, and um, and I didn't watch the actual video. Uh, but it was. I thought it was fine. I really like Billie Eilish. I, this song, maybe it'll grow on me more. Um, I definitely didn't. It didn't hit me like it hit you. I do agree. The message is good though. Yeah, I like it. Um, but uh, I don't know. It just. It. I don't know. It was fine. I. I, I think. I prefer a lot of her other stuff over this, but that's just me. I, I think Billy is a really interesting uh, artist and role model. I think we've talked about her before. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, she's just such a different style of a of a pop star than mm-hmm. I've seen, um, and I really think that that's a needed thing. And I I I wonder. I don't know. She she's a really to use Aaron's word fascinating person to me. Um, mostly because I wonder how it feels to have the amount of exposure and um, public pressures that she has had from an incredibly early age. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the ukulele player. What was her name? That um, was it America's Got Talent. She won America's Got Talent. I don't know mm. her name, but I, I know um, what you're talking here's about. Here's what's popping in my mind. Grace Vanderwall. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, I think wow. that's right. Are you freaking yourself out A now? little bit, because I have no idea how I know that name. <laughs> Well, I think you're, I think that's right. She, um, you know, so so Grace, uh, uh, again on the stage, you know, from a really early age, and then gains like you know fandom. Billy is a little bit different to me in that I don't know. She's around her family, you know. I I see her family more involved, and her her way of interacting with the public is kind of more like she's standoffish and has walls up and should, you know. Whereas Grace seems more like the bubbly, open pop star girl. You know what I mean? And Billy just has this different vibe and this different energy. This kind of more 
darker space, I guess. Is darker might seem negative. I don't know that it's negative. It's just I think she's just private. I think she she's just yeah. I, there are ways to keep your life private. And um, but, but how I, hard is that? I, you know, I, I, I think I, to me, I just wonder if that speaks to because I know her, her mom is always kind of around and her brother is obviously right there with her, too. So I'm just I'm curious about their life and I'm curious about that. And I, I also like her singing style, even though it's really breathy, because mm-hmm. I was always told that like from my singing style that it was like people couldn't hear it. And so to hear her sing, I'm like, see, you know, you can just sing softly and it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she's one of those first artists where I'm like, man, I really dig her, like her sound. Uh, and I think she's incredibly talented. So she's someone I hope uh, continues to have a safe trajectory yeah. in her fame. Yeah, no, she's super talented. I'll keep, I, in fact, I really love that new Bond song. She's doing the, um, she's doing the song for the new Bond movie yeah. that's supposedly coming out in like a month. We'll see. Um, and just, they just released a video for that, in fact. And I actually kind of enjoy it. I know a lot of, a lot of Bond fans are complaining because, but I'm like, no, do something different. And it's interesting hearing like a, a different type of voice sing one of those songs, you know? There um, is I a, like her a lot. There is a, a video that I watched that I, I also think maybe you would enjoy. I saw it, you know, earlier in the year. Uh, Vanity Fair has been doing a series with her. Um, I, I think it's just three years, but it was 2017, 18, and then 19. And I think they're going to try to do it and continue to do it. And they ask her the same question. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of show her answers from previous. And she's watching her own answers. And that was a really interesting look into her mind and to see the things that are just happening happening to this kid um and so i would recommend that watch yeah. uh, i feel like i feel like they're coinciding that with my career at, at cinema sense uh, <laughs> because it's billy Eilish and i have the same career trajectory trajectory year wise i don't know if you guys knew that yeah so yeah. that's interesting seems like it seems like it <laughs> yeah. it just took me 30 years to more than her but anyways that's fine uh jonathan what are some of your favorite scenes from the the video uh what did i oh uh i just i love barrett uh running off a jesus fucking cock ass ball uh, I thought that was great. Uh, about the, oh, wait, about you the... should read what Barrett had to say, right? Yeah, mm. Barrett's got some thoughts. Let's do that. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do that. Oh, gosh, I'm super prepared. I'm immediately ready to do that right now. Go me. <laughs> My future is simple but beautiful. The song is great. The animation is lush, and I had a great time with it. I think we had some pretty nice sins in there, especially Annihilation Base, but overall, it's very pleasant. One comment that Ashley, our editor, made was that she'd love to hear a Billie Eilish album of Christmas songs and I could not agree harder I forgot how oh wait then he goes on to her Hercules I should stop reading right there because we're not talking about Hercules <laughs> but then didn't he say something about the frog I thought he like then came back and was like oh yeah I think if you if you scroll down he does come back to something uh I was later. about to mention that that's why I remembered him saying something. yeah it was, was it like, was oh, my wait. favorite part of the video the angry frog was my favorite part of the video for sure <laughs> oh oh yeah I see he goes oh yeah the angry frog in my future pissed me the hell off <laughs> that angry fucking frog can fucking go straight to fucking hell oh there it is <laughs> guys you do read the you do read of course you know what yeah, i'm gonna I say how to read yeah um <laughs> and then the only other thing i had written down was don't let charles be in charge again yep had that, that one too really, yep uh yeah that's most of mine actually in fact it might be all of mine uh yeah today how about you <laughs> <laughs> jonathan and i apparently had the exact same ones written down that's funny well as far as the angry frog goes i had that one so we'll just cross that one off but then i also just like the once the vines start crawling on your face it's time to move away um 
just the panicking over the vines. Mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. I enjoy how Barrett delivers the the script. I think it's a lot of uh, it's a lot. Of, he he's he's a very animated and and enjoyable. Totally agree. Uh, all right, let's move on to Cinema Sins for the week. We will kick it off with Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Uh, Tornado nipples. <laughs> We're talking about Nutty Professor. Yes, exactly. Um, yes, this is a very uh, very nipple centric script uh, <laughs> that comes from uh, Scott Share. So that is a Jeremy and Barrett script. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier, when we were talking about Bill and Ted, uh, in Danae's kind of thoughts on Bill and Ted, I, f- I feel that way about this movie. I don't. I can't really remember watching it, but I know I have. I'm sure I have. But it's just been since what is it, 97 when it came out or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must have know. been since then. And I, this you know, was... I was I was graduating from college in 97, so like you know, it wasn't necessarily right in my wheelhouse, and I wasn't yet really a movie critic. So like, I just I know I watched it at some point, but I just didn't really watch it with a critical eye or any kind of something like that. Well, this is right at the tail end too of like Disney when they came back, you know, that 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 run of films that started with Little Mermaid. This is kind of getting like you still got Mulan and Tarzan, which I believe were both pretty big hits right after this. But then you start getting into like Treasure Island, Planet, (laughs) Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, yeah, and uh, you know Atlantis or whatever. Uh, But anyways, um, I know I I really like this movie. I saw it when it came out. I was actually a movie reviewer when it came out. Uh, That was during my short stint reviewing movies on a television show so i actually reviewed this when it came out and then um, i've seen it quite a few times since i watched it a lot with my daughter she really liked it so i've seen it several times i think it's really good i think it's it's in the upper tier of of disney animated films in my opinion yeah it seems Uh, that's kind of my my memory yeah uh james woods i'm i'm actually glad we did give a sin off for james woods even though it's james woods but it is a really good like that's one of my favorite uh probably villains from from any of the uh, disney animated mm-hmm. films he's a he's a good one um even if it is james woods uh <laughs> seen it, but no i really like this movie i think it's i think it's fun stuff today what's your experience with uh, hercules haven't seen it oh okay take a drink um <laughs> so let's get into the sins then uh i'll kick us off this time uh Danae already mentioned tornado nipples uh i would also <laughs> mention nipples in a disney movie uh the narrator do you also s- want to know what jeremy and barry had to say no 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 i don't care about them okay. but uh okay. yes yes let us know what jeremy and barrett had to say about it you're gonna get fired okay uh jeremy says i personally think this is an overlooked gem in the 90s disney animated catalog incredible songs overall sense of joy and fun some awesome voice performances lazy animation simple tornadoes twirls for nipples elbows knees etc the mythology is so fucked up i didn't even try writing sins about it um hades has a master plan but keeps sending out unreliable minions pain and panic and they always fuck up hades knows Herc likes Meg, but he waits until literally his last chance before using Meg to manipulate Herc. I'll send more if I think of it. Uh, he did not send it anymore. <laughs> but Barrett... <laughs> what did Barrett have but to say? Barrett jumps in and says, I forgot how much fun Hercules is. It plays really fast and loose with the actual mythology. In Greek, the character is Hercules. Well, I didn't know that. I feel educated right now. Nice. Hercules? Hercules? Or Hercalis? How do you say that? I don't know. There's no pronunciation prompt for me. I've anyway, uh, my I wife has it, pains said. in her feet, and that's probably the result of her callus. But continue. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know what pun's uh, great when it shuts everything down. That's just the oh, best. I thought it was funny. You're calling out your wife having a callus. 
Uh, he goes on to say, I also have to say I was sexually attracted to the Meg character, even though she has a habit of jutting <laughs> her hip out so hard that she's going to have permanent spine damage. Speaking of sexual attraction, the actor is not the character. Very important. Oh, that's going on to the next one. Sorry, I'll stop there. Wow. <laughs> I need I need to have like lines or something. Yeah, yeah. More I'm indication. With, when Barrett's re- writing on three things, uh, you just need some stream of consciousness uh, punctuation. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, I will continue. Continue then. Uh, the only other one I had to mention uh, after the nipple centric uh, sins, which I thought were all funny, uh, were the the White Christmas run. I thought was really fun. That's such a great funny way to do that, where the first one really is White Christmas, and then like doing a callback mm-hmm. that isn't really White Christmas, but it's just like I don't know. That that made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, you stole that from the Grinch. Uh, discount Inside Out. I thought was really funny, and then of course the the roller skating rink uh, story, which is oh yes a true story apparently, apparently it's a true story so that's i think crazy. everybody has a a roller rink story from our generation that starts one time i was a kid i went to a roller skating rink insert mm-hmm. story here kind of thing like it was just it yeah. was a common birthday party you know mm-hmm. thing there was always embarrassment they, it was it was always do, a thing they still well i don't know about in corona days but i know like my daughter's been to a couple roller skating oh rink sure parties. They, yeah they exist they still happen they still exist i dj'd uh roller rinks for a while but it's so. not it's it doesn't feel like it is what it was when we were younger yeah yeah i did like i remember doing like they would do like at ours where i grew up they did like lock-in not this wasn't church related they just did like lock-ins at the skate center where you could you know they'd have a 24 they'd have where you locked in for the night uh yeah good stuff i had a uh i had a dj service for about five years called positive spin uh nice. and uh and so it was just you know i did parties and roller rinks and some weddings in a positive and, way in a positive way so yeah positive spin productions uh rest in peace uh <laughs> you're out there everybody it's time to skate <laughs> uh-huh 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 yeah yeah you can hear it uh let's see jonathan you want to go next yeah sure uh i enjoyed the gods could be out fucking in giraffe or something um i thought that was very funny uh, oh i love the note i love how they they put in has there ever been a trainer in a movie that agreed to help a protege after a first ask because <laughs> that really that never has uh-huh yeah. happened i think that was a great observation uh everyone knows left-handed handshakes don't count i thought was very funny and then um the only other thing i really had i liked that they took a sin off uh for the greek chorus i thought that was a really yeah cool, yeah uh sin removal because i thought that was justified so yeah they, yep. i think they said something like turning it on its old white head or something which mm-hmm. I, I thought was great yeah today what did you have um i wrote down the teenage re- uh, rejection is why we never heard about jesus at this point in his life which i thought was really funny mm-hmm. um there was also <laughs> a moment when an egg cracks and falls onto the satyr's head or is he a little devil i think he's a satyr mm-hmm. um and and it's opaque and then as his forehead heats up it turns white and i was like oh they did it right in animation because usually they don't usually like an egg is instantly white but they got it right and so i was really really excited about that yeah. now that wasn't actually in the sins video but but he I, is a satyr right because they have that sin about him not having an erection right i yeah. think that's true yeah um which yeah. by the way i have a character i have a player in my D game that i'm dming right now who is a satyr and so that made me very uncomfortable <laughs> in <laughs> real life <laughs> 
What are what is their D and D character? <laughs> I see that I probably wasn't as clear as I could have been. <laughs> they're they're a satyr playing a human. Can you just be a human? Can you just D&D? be a human? My God. Um. The other thing that I, I guess I'm just doing stream of consciousness thoughts a lot <laughs> this week was this about week, nine quote unquote yes <laughs> about nine and a half minutes in. There's this moment where we're hearing other characters kind of talk to each other, and one of the guys sounds just like the voice of Eeyore. It's Tigger. I, or Tigger. Yeah, yeah it's something. Tigger. It's the same, it's the same it voice Tigger? guy. Yeah, it's Tigger. Okay. I was like, why am I suddenly getting flashes of Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> it's just the this... voice of Tigger is one of the voices in Hercules. Which one? Yeah. The old guy. I remember that. It's the oh, old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds okay. just like him. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was unexpected and strange. To that point, I think sometimes we use interesting voices too much. Like they can be in too many places. And it, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that because I'm thinking about like that blank guy. I don't know. Anyway. So, um, uh, you think about Archer and Bob's Burgers? Yeah, and some other ones that we're going to be having coming up too Chris, that I'm like, Chris can we Shaw? just. <laughs> we're, we're hearing so much of this person. Yeah. And it's hard to separate them in my mind sometimes. But anyway. Yeah. No, I agree. I understand what you're and, saying. And if you're Tigger, you're just Tigger. You can't be an old, angry man in Hercules. Yeah. How, well, how, sorry, how, voice how, actor. How no job money. for you. Yeah. How dare you take other jobs? That's right. How dare well, you? He was also Winnie the Pooh's voice too. Tigger's voice and Winnie mm-hmm. Pooh's voice for the same guy okay i have been I didn't I know that. So yeah jim cummings he's incredible but i thought it was um, oh I thought it was that's jim cummings that's right for whatever reason anyway um i love the joke about couldn't there be more hercules like there were four jeremy's was just funny to me mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then i need more thunderbolts first hurled problems yes i, yes. I had to stop the video <laughs> bring, I was it like, what? bring it on oh my all. god who else on this team does this stuff everybody <laughs> but me <laughs> uh all right on to jennifer's body um and that is a huge share script so danae writing on Surprise. a horror movie danae what is going on well the behind the scenes well let me tell you how it is what happened was we were in staff meeting a couple months back and one of my bosses was like hey we want to do jennifer's body but we really want to have a female voice on it so and you know when you're on like a zoom call or whatever everyone's already looking at you but you could feel everyone like really look at me uh-huh. <laughs> and i was like oh <laughs> it was like when kids ask their parents if they can go over to a friend's house while the friend's standing there. You know, it's right. like, what am I supposed to say? Um, I, I, barely, I clearly wasn't paying attention because I don't remember this conversation. So I was not looking at you. It was intense because <laughs> I was like, do I say no in front of everyone? So I said, let me think about it. And then I did research and I learned that um, this in the horror genre world was not so, so intense. Like this was actually a pretty light style. It's a PG-13, right? It's a, no, it's R. No, it's definitely R because it's gory. Oh, but, okay. um, and there's and there's cursing and subject matter and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, no, I know what she's saying. Yeah, and, and I, I went to about five websites. I went to several that just went over the entire plot in different ways, different people writing in different fashions and got a pretty good idea of what was going to happen. Um, and then I went to a couple sites that were essentially like what's the gore level here what am i getting into and so i knew going in where the scenes that could be a little upsetting for me were going to be happening and then i just you know tried to either avert my eyes or just listen or whatever and not really pay attention to particular parts that could haunt me so and then i just kind of jumped in and did it uh and it wasn't super difficult to do because there's a lot of stuff in this one that was just fun to pick at did you did you like the movie yeah tell us what you thought about the movie um, 
I, I mean, mean, I know it's not your kind of movie, but I don't know. I don't know. I thought I that the curious. acting was fine. Like, I don't really remember watching Megan Fox in anything. I know that she was in Transformers, and I think I saw that in the theater, but I blocked it because I was so angry with what I was seeing. <laughs> so I think like I've seen her before, um, but I don't remember like thinking about her being an act like an actor. Uh, but I thought she did great in this, and I thought the the girl that played Needy did fine. So mm-hmm. like everyone that was acting, I thought that did a really good job. Um, but maybe it was because I read a lot of blogs about it and even read some people's opinions on it, like why they love it so much or, or uh, even though, even though X, Y, Z is questionable. So I kind of went in even knowing some questions to have in mind about, uh, how this went terribly wrong. You know, this, that because Jennifer wasn't a virgin when she wasn't killed, she essentially became the host body for a demon succubus. Mm -hmm. Um, but how that even just doesn't make sense as far as okay so is she a demon or is she a person and so that was really one of the things that kind of just kept in my mind as I was watching this just to see how that stuff would develop um so some of the stuff like that is just annoying to me and we point out I think we did a pretty good job of pointing those Mm -hmm. questions out in the script too like okay but why is she eating two people in two days and then going a month and getting sick like it just some of that stuff doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. but as far as like a little thriller that you go and watch with your friends and you know get the heebie-jeebies and watch you know people kiss and fall in love and and have the controversy of friendship i think that it stands pretty well when this movie came out i remember being excited about it because uh uh, diablo cody wrote it and uh i was a big juno fan and uh, i was like oh cool diablo cody's writing a horror movie and then uh i like megan fox you Mm -hmm. know um even though she hadn't really done a whole lot at that point other than transformers but you know i i I thought she was interesting and i love amanda seyfried and is it seyfried yeah seyfried and uh, uh adam brody from the oc plays mm-hmm. like the bad the, the the lead singer um i know so i was really interested in this karen kushma is actually a really good director too um but i don't remember like i've only seen it the one time i thought it was fine this movie like didn't do anything when it came out though like i don't even think people like hated it it just didn't do anything like nobody really paid any attention to it you know it was just kind of one of those things and i think it was not marketed well but uh but over the last like few years i mean this movie has taken on a whole new life especially in the female horror fan community um i mean it's you know it's 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 um it's put up there like as you know like loved and just adored and um and that female horror fan community man that is an awesome that's an awesome community i see you i appreciate you i love you uh i thought that this movie captured a couple of things really really Mm -hmm. well for me um i had a relationship with someone uh that was really similar to this as far as like the needy jennifer relationship goes where um except our stomping ground was like church related and kind of thank god that we didn't go to school together because she would have like owned me in a way like I was needy and she was Jennifer, right? Uh, She just had this power over me and I had a hard time telling her no for many, 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 many years. It got me into a lot of trouble. And, you know, we had a a strange friendship bond where, you know, and that just, that happened so much. That was one of the other, uh, in in my Mm -hmm. reading, that was one of the things that people talk about is that it does really touch on that particular part of friendship that develops over time, uh, those sandbox friendships that, I mean, for me was so real that watching it I was it was for me a symbolism of killing that bad relationship literally kind of going and going I'm I'm going to kill this this That's is unhealthy and I have had to kill that relationship in a, in a fashion from Danae's my life um, multiple times over and over and over again as I've said no to somebody who is 
I mean, she just has this ability to make me do just some dumb shit. And now that I'm older, now that I'm an adult, you know, it's not being able to say no. It's not having boundaries. It's it's worrying that someone's not going to like you anymore. It's fearing their backlash. Uh, it's being afraid of what someone's going to do or what they're going to tell people, you know, if you don't do what they say to do. And so it, that part of the, the it really rung true for me individually and based on what I read for others as well. I also thought the uh, interaction between Needy and Colin was really sweet because it to mm-hmm. me seemed like an, a valid high school style relationship that was just sort of like casual and just sort of becoming something you know outside the demon thing that was going on i just like their their nuance and their conversation so yeah anyways. i like i know I, I agree with you i like that she i like the amanda seaford character like she wasn't like a prude right she yeah like she no. has sex and right i mean you know but and, and how they even approached that was yeah was kind of yeah. like this seems quote-unquote realistic to me although watching teenagers have sex is really uncomfortable and that scene goes on for quite some time. <laughs> but I wouldn't so. be surprised if what you're saying is, I, I agree with you on that, by the way. I, I wouldn't be surprised if what you're saying, though, rings true for a lot of the fans of the film because mm-hmm. having, like, a lot of female horror fans will talk about their their teenage years and how hard it was, you know, being being a woman, first mm-hmm. off, and then being a horror fan, second, right. you know, and they'll, you know, so I, I could definitely see it, which is sad. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Like, I don't, it sucks that, you know, who cares what you're a fan of? But, um, but yeah, so I think that probably does true for a lot of I think that's probably why this movie gets a lot of love because it does tackle friendship in a really interesting way that's what I remember taking from it yeah it it was kind of fresh in a way and I know Aaron you haven't said a lot have you seen this movie I have not so I don't I don't really have anything to add from watching the sins video I think I picked up on pretty much the point of it and I I understand what all what you all are saying I will say uh it is uh Seyfried Amanda Seyfried is uh, yeah yeah. thank you I always say that wrong no no no, I do too um I um it's also very it's also a really funny movie. Sorry, I was just gonna throw that out there. No, too. you didn't. Um, it also has a lot of really funny moments. I love that part, and you know where Megan Fox is talking about like I'm not even a virgin from the back end, which by the way hurts a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And again, I just thought how she delivered those lines yeah. was it was believable. Like she was really in character and she was really fascinating to watch. Um, there was a couple of things that happened. And while I was sending this, that was interesting. There's this line when the guys are sacrificing her where mm-hmm. they're like, dude, is that a uh, uh, dude? That's a cool knife or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's a Bowie knife. He's like, oh, Bowie, sweet. And I'm like wearing a David Bowie shirt <laughs> as I'm watching it. Like, whoa. <laughs> Um, but there's a couple of things that there's a couple of times that, that guys are just completely motivated by horniness or the opportunity mm-hmm. for sex. And as a, I don't know, is that something that's real? That's just like the power of the boner is so strong that they're going to, I mean, I mean maybe go into s- the woods to fuck. Maybe I can see that one, but like going up to this pool, like those are the things I'm like, is this realistic? I don't know. Now the pool, no, the pool, the pool. No, okay. no, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, no, I would have a hard time turning down Amanda's cypher it or megan fox in high school i'm not gonna lie but okay yeah that pool would be a 100 percent i'm not weird. I'm, I'm, we're gonna have to go to the car like something something's gonna have to <laughs> now the woods woods yeah you could the woods you know. maybe the reality is uh testosterone uh as a part of the hormonal makeup of the teenage boy is very strong and that hormone is very much in charge of driving those sexual urges those well, kind yeah, of things mind, and, and your mindset's not your mind's not completely developed Correct. Especially, Correct. For, especially I, for dudes. I, right, right. I will say I am the I am the weirdo that was not like, guided by the power of boners. That I was 
not I something know. in in my life that I prioritized. Like Johnson, it was just... you sound so disappointed. I know. <laughs> no, no, I'm not disappointed. I just I just know that about him. Like yeah. so, we've had enough conversations about sex. Now, no, it's an awesome thing. I wish I had been a little more no, no, no. I, what, you know, what, focused and, in high school. Well, let me let me be clear about what I'm saying. It's not that I didn't have sexual desire or and I was I making out with girls and you know I I don't know how in depth you want me to go with the physical contact I had with you know uh, women throughout my my high school years but I I think but, I can hear some people listening to the podcast going we'll give us the list and some people going skip skip right, so I don't right. I think you got to follow some your people going here. let me get my pants off first um, <laughs> no please don't please don't <laughs> I mean you do you literally I guess but don't um, no the the idea for me is not that I didn't uh, have that desire that was driving me it's more so that I think it's important to say you don't it's not like a controlling thing you still have free will and for me the the priority was not going that far the priority was not to uh, enter into sexual relationships uh, before I was married that was my priority and so I was able to do exactly. that and you know and so there is an element of humanness that you can go yes that is a a huge drive and yes young men are that horny but at the same time that doesn't uh, relieve them of the free will to go uh this is a dangerous situation this is you know not a you know what I mean so like it's not it's yeah. not a switch where it's like well didn't have any choice you know it's it's just more of yeah it's really strong that's a really strong drive but you're still human and you still have free will yeah, and you're going so. you know you're going through puberty um and there's so much stuff going on around that because yeah. i guess these kids are supposed to be like 16 maybe that's my probably. guess probably yeah they, they're driving so so i mean you've probably already you've probably already at least gone through a lot of the puberty but i mean it's still that's still a, you know like aaron mm-hmm. was talking about there's a lot of physical stuff going on there uh yeah. you're discovering your body or yeah sure yeah so anyhow i that, that i don't know was, if that helps but i don't know if that well, kind of no, touches on I your question a, today but it's a good discussion just because i think this one for me the reason that i kind of bring it up is is more so because i found the relationship part of these two girls to be so realistic to my past that now i'm like looking at the guys going wait this is how the yeah. this is how it was for guys too and maybe it was and maybe it's not no, like the there's pool, no the, there's no but everybody's 100%. different too yeah yeah everybody's everyone's different, different that's both. true mm-hmm. the pool thing and the pool thing is a definitely like that's a horror set right i mean they're they're <laughs> They're trying to, they're trying to make don't, it creepier. So I have to say that setup was so cool. Like mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. that scene, going, man, that that set of that movie would be so mm-hmm. interesting to like walk onto that set because obviously, like, like what a creepy place to shoot that particular scene I with just, all the vines coming in and stuff. It was pretty neat looking. I, I apologize. I just realized I'm not done talking about this. Uh, there isn't, okay. there is an element of this too that unfortunately, when we treat young men like caricatures that are just led by their hormones, we almost mm-hmm. give them permission to be bad people in some situations. You know, like this is the boys will be boys mindset at its core is, well, he's a guy. Of course he was you know, going to do that. Like if you take that to its its extreme level of, you know, the power of boners, well, then you just give men permission to be yeah. jerks, you know. To... But in this scenario, though, you've got Jennifer is telling them she wants them right. to come no, no, with no. her. Yeah. No, totally. So, yeah. I, I, I'm not. That's I, what I'm, I'm taking answering correct correct and i'm taking it outside of this movie in saying that that is the same mindset of of course he's going to go hook up with her because you know he's a dude well if it's just because he's a dude that can forgive a lot of things that free will should have you know allowed that human to be a better mm-hmm. human being you know what i'm saying like that's I, so anyhow. and i do think there there has to be i i will say there has to be some form of attraction too i would think like i don't i don't think it's just anybody but 
but well um, but at the same time like well in this one at least she kind of convinces chip who has been dating needy this whole time and a pretty sweet kid to just follow her to the pool so that just seemed that seemed out of character yeah, of all the things that weird. happened in this movie that one seemed the most forced but yeah, of course I agree. I they're, agree. they're building up to this moment and you understand why they're doing it but it feels like she tell jennifer tells chip that needy had been cheating on him and would that be an incentive to then immediately cheat you know with with jennifer and so it's just think, you know one of those one of those things i think that you you force in a movie that can have detriment if people believe that this is how you act you know these are the 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 bunny trails that we love on this show um, these kind of <laughs> things but i i will say any appetite you have as a human can still be controlled by your free will i can look at it the same as when we order pizza i i want to eat seven pieces of pizza like i love it like that's an appetite that's a desire but free will allows me to go you know what two's better for me and yeah, or i don't want to feel sick later right yeah. or i don't want to feel sick later or here are some of the possible consequences of this action you know which by the way is the same with sex here are some of the possible consequences of this action if i'm not prepared if you know this breaks or you know you know what I'm saying so like it's the it's the human's ability to go here are my appetites here are my desires and still have the free will to go but i get to decide how yeah. to how to interact with those appetites and desires I would, and i think we take that away from young men sometimes when we're like well uh, you know he's a dude of course he's gonna have sex you know what you, i mean you so. also understand consequences a lot more as adult right true like you understand yes. that if you're if, like in your like there's a difference in like if you're in your 30s or 40s and agree and you're single or whatever and you're agreeing to you know have sex with somebody not always but sometimes like you can be aware of whether or not that is something that could be you know like could lead to a relationship or could lead to pregnancy or whatever it is right you know, there's right. all not i wouldn't even say consequences because those are beautiful things those can be very beautiful things relationships yeah, consequences don't have to be negative no they don't so but i mean i think you have that train but when you're like but i will say when i'm 16 I, i'm not thinking about that like that's not well and that's you know, scientific like a, that's scientific yeah, the this, this, especially the woman adult, i'm attracted to wants me you know that's that's more than the right the, well they the mind process one of the very helpful things in parenting boys i've got four of them uh and have you know parented all of them through at least the age 16 my youngest will be 16 this month um so one of the most helpful things i learned scientifically was that the last part of the brain to develop in a male adolescence is forethought is the idea of actually thinking ahead to what something does mm -hmm. and and that's you know i've seen that <laughs> over and over yeah, again yeah. they do not think of consequences or future or you know they can and they need to develop yeah. that and, and again the free will is still there but no that is a scientific thing like that that is part of the brain that just you know takes a while to develop um, especially for young men so yeah I, lo I love this conversation I'm ready to I'm too. adult man too me be too fair, <laughs> fair um... enough in my notes of just the writing process, and I know I wrote a lot, but I think it's because it's my first time to like really watch a horror film. There was one more thing I wanted to mention, and that was just a, a nod to the to the movie because so at the end, you know, Needy decides that she's going to kill Jennifer. And so she does it while Jennifer is depleted of energy and can't regenerate. And she stabs her in the heart like she read in the book. Um, and it's this intense moment. There's like this, you know, when she yanks off the best friend, the BFF necklace, you know, it, like this, it, it does this weird thing. I didn't quite, I understand the symbolism of it so it's fine but anyhow it's like so she stabs her and as she's dying i didn't notice at the first watch or the second watch but on my third watch of the movie they subtly changed the color of of jennifer's face back mm -hmm. to more of a human color i didn't even realize how much of the color had been adjusted you know because i've been watching her as a demon for mm -hmm. quite a long time but the idea being that in her final breath as she as the succubus dies that jennifer's body becomes her body again yeah it's um, kind of like a werewolf I, becoming human again once it's yeah. killed i mean yeah 
but it was so subtle I missed it That's in the neat. two previous watches and I thought that was just a, a nice, nice kind of like thing that I missed so anyway I do I will say one thing I don't like about the structure of this movie though is I really don't like that opening because I knowing that she's in that scenario knowing that she's in that institution or prison or whatever oh I mean, yeah I mean there's no really there's no surprise at the yeah, end of the movie yeah that's so true I didn't even think about yeah, that yeah it kind of ruins that's it what, it does I mean, because it does the moment me. whenever the mom so the this movie does uh, something else that was just really hard to watch but it also made it real and they really didn't shy away from showing parents reacting to their children's dying mm-hmm. their ch- the children's death there was the fire that took people away then there's the uh, the football player that Jennifer killed in the woods and, and the parents reaction then there was Colin's death and then you know um, at the end I mean this brutal moment when Jennifer's mom runs in to see that her daughter was just murdered even though she has no idea that her daughter was actually pretty much dead or whatever already so I had to be like whoa god like oof you know trying mm-hmm. not to put myself into the parents you know mindset because now I'm a parent so it's really hard to do um, but they didn't shy away from that they didn't shy away in that moment from mm-hmm. letting it get real where Needy is just like laying beside her best friend that she just killed and, and then yeah what a shock that would have been to then see mm-hmm. her go in, into the mental institution you're absolutely right that would have been a much better kind of shift yeah totally what did uh, what did Bear have to say Danae was a delight to write with uh, her <laughs> script was aces let me let me go back and find it sorry hold on a second no that's it's fine in the middle I, of I the believe Hercules that I, be- I believe that, that that is what he said <laughs> right whatever um okay oh speaking of sexual attraction remember what I said before um of the actors not the characters very important Jennifer's body fucks wow I didn't read this before now that's a shock okay very sexy very campy very Diablo Cody I don't think Megan Fox gets enough credit for what she did there she's legitimately good in this movie playing a lot of different aspects of the role the story itself is besides the point I think because there are some very big plot holes huge gaping plot holes but it's fun and the kid from Scott Pilgrim is there Adam Brody is a smug ass hat and the music is fucking rad so that's that is what, a good song yeah. I agree with Barrett on that that is a very so, good song absolutely that was kind yeah. of a little unexpected part and I can see how it, the tw- like watching this knowing that the twist is going to yeah. be that the band is the reason that she's a demon that's an interesting reveal right you can so. 100% tell though that is not Adam Brody singing that song like there's nothing <laughs> there is nothing about that performance that makes you believe that he's singing that song but uh, it's uh but yeah. it's still a good song I'll lead us into um, the uh the sins uh spelling blonde with an e made me laugh uh quite a bit I love those <laughs> those little things leaving your mailbox open in a small rural town uh I don't know if you would qualify us as living in a small small rural town but my mailbox has been having a difficult time closing recently Mine too. and it will it will Mine stay too. open and uh, wait what all three of us are uh-huh. having mailbox staying open issues uh-huh. <gasps> yeah yeah it's the demons it's obviously the demons well, i think it's just our, our mail person won't won't make sure oh. it's shut oh okay and, <laughs> and, and i will say as someone who is tall when i reach into the mailbox <gasps> i can't see what's in there and so i have had a couple times recently where i go out there and i reach in and i'm like what are you doing there could be anything this has been open yeah so that thing about spiders and snakes or whatever i was just like yeah yeah thanks oh, a lot no. for that i was already leaning that way sorry about that um, i'm sorry about that then the love of the sandbox dies loved that whole sin uh, about the sandbox uh that's that, has, that actually has happened to me when i was a kid finding yeah. cat poop oh, in, yeah. the, in the sandbox oh yeah of course yeah. uh that's that's not how trademarks work uh <laughs> 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 very funny uh lady cotton which uh we talked about uh buttoning only this button on the shirt uh you would know in a huge share script that somebody's gonna write a button sin it's gonna be yeah. in there somewhere 
Uh, so, <laughs> that was ridiculous, though. Uh, and then a demon would never reference Jesus. They're not on good terms. <laughs> Made me laugh a lot. And finally, anatomy lessons. Uh, just that whole that whole sin. It was beautiful to me as well. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Um, your star is a 21st century fox. I thought was really funny. Um, and oh, and uh, yeah, I had the trademarks one as well. I liked how you guys talked about how the toilet. Like, if you were confused about what kind of film this was, that toilet will confirm it's a horror film. Um, that was a. That I was, was surprised a... there wasn't a a sin for the stickers actually sticking on that toilet. No sticker would stick to that toilet. <laughs> immediately come off. No, I think at some point the stickers just became part of the toilet. Well, I'm just saying how'd yeah. you get them on there in the first place? That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's fair. Uh, I I I know she's a succubus, but she ain't the Flash. I thought was really funny. And would a succubus seriously sit through a second period biology class? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Right? Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure this is how you get a cop in your back pocket. It was really funny. Um, demon squirts. I just thought was hilarious <laughs> terminology. And uh, succubus hands are swimming with bacteria was probably my favorite uh, scent. Nice. I like all the succubus scents. I don't know. Yeah. You guys, I don't know. Just, they were just, they were well done. Yeah. We, we had to research a lot about succubi, apparently. Mm-hmm. I think technically <laughs> really. succubuses, but, uh, but yeah. Anyone? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> Danae, what about you? Oh my gosh. I liked so much about this one. Yeah, um, it was a great script. I, I do I do love that like in the com- the script combine process, um, when Barrett is sinning that about Chris Pratt being in there, I was like, Chris Pratt's in this movie? <laughs> I had to go back and watch and be like, Oh look, it's Chris Pratt. Yeah, that was surprising because I didn't I didn't remember that. So that was very surprising to see. Um the pop quiz for which creature would stick around to uh lick up dead people blood. Um <laughs> I didn't really want to do research on this one, so I didn't. Uh, but I was so shocked the deer was the one that stuck around and not the fox. Mm-hmm. It was super. I will say you were talking about with guys. I would be concerned not about the woods, but when all those animals were surrounding us, that would have been a red flag. I would have been like, right? I think I need to go do something Something's else. Weird. Yeah, something <laughs> is happening here. I think that might have that might have taken that might have deflated a boner or two. I enjoyed um, the washing the blood off of your clothes or the the clothes. They're res- magically resistant to plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like a moment where Barrett kind of helped me piece this together. I sent him an impartial one. It's like, I'm trying to figure out a way to send the fact that Jennifer never addresses how she feels about being killed. <laughs> Like she's listening to all these people praise this band and she just mm-hmm. reacts so blandly. And so um, I just I liked how we kind of approached that whole idea and even uh, Needy's crazy visions of death and bleeding ceilings and why she would remain horny at all. Um, one of the ones I love that uh, Barrett wrote was the one about the the moon when the guys are like, oh, it's a good thing that the moon is right. He's like, well, you know, you should have figured that out. Like, but the, the way that's like it'd be extra shitty if they waited until it was like waning or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that cracked up. It's weird sometimes. I'm like, why is this one making me laugh so hard? Like the moose hoof joke or the diaper baby joke. Or... Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite ones that he wrote was the uh, a blade to the heart is the surest way to kill the beast. And his sin was, or really anyone, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just yep. that sort of calm approach to, yeah, that, that'd work yeah. <laughs> for most people. <laughs> so Yeah, that's good stuff. It was a lot of fun. It's, it was a good one. It's a great video. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Uh, let's move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at uh, some of the research we did or sins we deleted or notes that we gave each other. We've already been kind of talking about those a little bit. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Danae, why don't you start us off? What's your keeping tab this week? I'm going to go as fast as I can, but I've got three that I looked up for Jennifer's okay. uh, body. First was the mystery of Devil's Kettle Falls, which was really, really interesting because obviously the, the movie opens up with an explanation as to why their town is called Devil's Kettle. Um, there's a waterfall where part of it goes like a regular waterfall and the other one goes into this really really crazy uh, whirlpool and um, things that go down inside of it, quote unquote, don't come out. Uh, And so it's obviously insanely dangerous. And so um, anyway, there's several articles that I found, but one on treehugger.com, the mystery of devil, devil's kettle falls uh, was super intriguing to me. And basically um, the, the super quick gist of it is that they think that the water comes out so fast down below that they're not able to track it because it's just like it, it does come out somewhere, but it's not always clear how quickly it gets downstream. Hmm. But yeah, it's a really dangerous uh, situation and mm-hmm. really fascinating. So I w- that was kind of an interesting like, oh, nature, you're scary kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to just encourage everybody to not research tampoon. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's a really quick one. My favorite one, though, was the Cheesecake Factory situation uh, where I actually did research the nearest Cheesecake Factory to Devil's Kettle Town and saw that it was in Minnetonka. And then I actually called the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> and asked if somebody had enough time to tell me <laughs> the history when they opened. <laughs> they were like, uh, could you hold, please? <laughs> 
And then the very confused uh, person came back and said that the manager had said they opened in 2017. There's actually two in the area and she confirmed that they both opened about the same time in 2017. And she's like, can I do anything else for you today? And I was like, nope, that's it. I didn't even tell her why I was calling or anything. <laughs> next time um, next time you do uh, call research, I want you to get their permission to record them at the beginning uh, before you even ask them anything. And then I want you to actually use their recording uh, uh, in in the script uh, and have the narrator uh, ask them the question. I think that would be hilarious to oh actually like have the narrator do a phone call to confirm a sin that they're writing. <laughs> Wait, hold on one second. Yeah. We like we like shift into this NPR vibe right. where it's yeah, like yeah. you're, you're yeah. hearing it happen, um, or we do like a live reenactment kind of a thing. Where we just that's not that's not nearly as fun. Yeah, I did I did love that I went into like our Slack chat and I I did say that yeah I definitely just called the Cheesecake Factory. To find out when they open for a yeah. script and then just everybody responding to it was a lot of fun because obviously we all know as writers the research that goes into it and jeremy said that he's never called someone to verify a sin before <laughs> and that's when i was like oh wow maybe i did something weird and then i was feeling i maybe did something crazy like yeah. too crazy um but the reaction was a lot of fun so yeah that's yeah. good stuff jonathan what about you um i didn't really do any uh i didn't really have anything i looked up for the two you didn't TV. call a cheesecake factory no i okay. didn't i didn't call and ask him about watchmen what's your opinion <laughs> on Watchmen. Um, but I did, I got something wrong last week. So I guess I'll talk about that here. Um, I got called, well, I get called out, but, and I knew, like, we started talking about Amityville last week. Yeah, I knew yeah. I said, I, I had a, I had a weird feeling. I said something wrong. And then I found out because at Jets Mets 1448, who uh, always uh, is fun because he listens to our episode on Thursday morning and always like has like a thread of tweets. Yeah. You know? yeah I wake up every, every Thursday to his thread. Yeah. Just being like, here's yeah. all the things from your podcast. He's he, yep. <laughs> he's super 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 nice guy i've talked to him a lot about sports and stuff but uh it's Am i said amityville new jersey i said it was a town in new jersey it's actually on long island um so i got there oh, I, you messed up jojo nathan and um <laughs> So Joe, I did want to Joe correct Nathan. that because, yeah, it, I, I, so I don't know why I'm so New Jersey. And I, it was so weird. I had this feeling. I didn't want to take the time to look any of it up, but I just had this feeling I got something wrong. Nice. Uh, maybe it was the the ghosts that were, I don't know. But yeah, anyway. the ghosts of Amityville <laughs> creeping around in your <laughs> we're brain. We're going to come get me. Uh, by the way, there's like 30, there's like, oh, there's almost 30 movies. Because what I found out was that Amityville can't be, can't be trademarked because it's a town. Oh, weird. So like you can call right. your movie Amityville. Uh, no one, and there's nothing about it that can be copyrighted. Hmm. Um, so you can hmm. just be like, I'm going to make a movie and call it the Amityville Haunting or whatever, you know. And, mm -hmm. and you, so there's actually like 27, 28 of, of these movies. And uh, it's weird. But anyways. I wanted to talk a little bit about the research I did on the Tulsa race massacre that is the uh, inciting incident in the Watchmen series and if you remember in the video the sin is this actually happened um, and it gives infinity sins and then we take those infinity back because the show deals with race in such a meaningful way but um, what what has amazed me the most about this is how many people I've heard say including myself that they never knew this happened until they saw it in Watchmen and I am the same way I had no clue about this mm -mm. we don't learn about this kind of stuff literally there is a very rich black neighborhood in Tulsa that a white mob uh, intentionally went and just destroyed killed people they used air 
airplanes. They like they just went to war on this section of town where these black people were being successful. Um, the area of that part of Tulsa was called Black Wall Street. So sometimes this will be called the Black Wall Street Massacre. Um, mm-hmm. And yet it's something uh, it's it's been called the the most um, uh, the worst incident of racial violence in American history. Um, the confirmed dead are uh, around 40 to 50. Uh, I think the confirmed dead is is 46. Um, but the estimated dead is more like 150 to 300. It's hard to confirm, you know, wow. because they didn't go back and study this until like, yeah. 1996. 1996 was when they finally decided, hey, let's go back and try to figure this out. What happened? Um, so it, it happened on Memorial Day in 1921. It stemmed from an accusation of a, a young black man uh, assaulting a white woman in an elevator. Um, there is no confirmation that that actually happened. It appears that maybe those two were actually friends um, and that something else, you know, might happen that somebody heard. Uh, and so then it just, you know, kind of escalated from there. And then they just decided we're just going to like completely destroy this this section of town and kill all these black people. And I just, God, that many people yeah. getting together and deciding to do that. I just, that that's still like, like it's hard enough to imagine one person having that much hate, but just the idea that you could gather that many people together. Well, and, the, and sadly still can, maybe not to that extent, but you know, different in different ways i'm just gonna um, I'm, I'm just gonna read you uh this this horrifying. paragraph of the to the last paragraph on it from the wikipedia article um it, because it's about a commission that they did to figure kind of things out it says in 1996 75 years after the massacre a bipartisan group of the state le- state legislature authorized formation of a commission to study the tulsa race riot members were appointed to investigate events interview survivors hear testimony from the public and prepare a report of events uh there was an effort toward public education about these events through the process. The commission's final report published in 2001, so this is 19 years ago, said that the city had conspired with the mob of white citizens against black citizens. So the city itself was actually involved uh, in making this happen according to this commission. It recommended a program of reparations to survivors and their descendants. The state passed legislation to establish some scholarships for descendants of the survivors, encourage economic development of Greenwood, and develop a memorial park to the massacre victims in Tulsa. The park was dedicated 10 years ago in 2010. In 2020, this year, the massacre finally became part of the Oklahoma school curriculum. This year, they finally said, you know what, maybe we should put this in the history books. And it's just, it also says the last male survivor of the massacre uh, died August 18th, 2020. Um, So it's just like... He just died. He he, just passed away. He just passed away. I'm trying to think of anything to compare that to. Like that's, especially in in the 20th century, you know? Yeah. And it's just... That's insane. It, it, it is it is a testament to so many things that are so much deeper than we have time to talk about on this podcast. But I did want to say uh, in doing that research after this show kind of brought that to light mm-hmm. and put that event, uh, you know, kind of as the inciting incident in his show. Um, it's just such a reminder that, you know, there are just things we don't know that are, you know, we should have been told. Well, then, and, yeah. What what else do we not know? Right. Yeah. So anyhow, um, wanted to pass that along. I think it's valuable. Uh, as always, do your own research search, you know, look up your own information and places you trust. Um, But yeah, I wanted to kind of bring a little bit more light uh, to that. Um, Let's move on to the comment section. I I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to talk about a comment from the week's stuff. Could be from the YouTube comments, could be from Twitter, could be from Discord, could be from uh, emails, whatever the case may be. 
Um, I'll start us off. This is my favorite comment in a long time. Uh, you guys may have had it as well. Uh, in uh, the Hercules, Nicholas Evans says, in Hercules, the animated series, Herc goes to school at Prometheus Academy. So he's actually <laughs> the only character in all of CinemaSins history who literally did go to the Prometheus school of running away from things. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. I love that so much. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, what about you guys? I think mine is from Watchmen, but it, it's not about the show specific. So it could be from uh, it could be from uh, the other show I did, Adventure Time. But I think it was Watchmen. But anyways, it was Lucid, and he just said, "Please, for God's sake, can someone tell me why they didn't call the channel Televisions?" And <laughs> like, I never. I mean, first off, I think we would have always done TV Sons because it goes along with. It was definitely you know, an option. Doing. It was definitely mentioned yeah. at the beginning. I, I don't remember that. Yeah, and oh, I never don't? like like television, but you know, putting Sons mm-hmm. on the end. Yeah. I was like, I just had never really thought about it. If it was, I just I had forgotten that the we had three, talked about it. The three that uh, that I put out there as options at the beginning were Telesins, Televisins, mm-hmm. and TV Sins. And I could probably find oh, the that's, email. That's good to know. Yeah, I don't um, remember the Televisins until I read it here. So it's been a couple years now. So and I think we half. all were very clearly like, no, it's TV Sins. TV Sins just feels you know punchier it feels right so i think that was it was a pretty yeah, quick it decision kinda, it kind of fits with the other two better mm-hmm. yeah um but that yeah. is a good pun i like that i like yeah. that's a good titling yeah. and uh aaron did suggest it i did I, I did danae what do you got um well i'm gonna start off this comment by reading the sin from jennifer's body which is the leaving your mailbox open in a small rural town don't you know this is how birds build nests or snakes and just the way that it was written, uh, Dumahim says, birds can build snakes. <laughs> I knew I hated birds for a legit reason and just didn't know for sure why. <laughs> that's oh, that's great. That's so uh, good. And also from that one, uh, Yui Chan says, ugh, gum chewers. Who does this guy think he is? Me is chewing gum. Wait, what? What? And then spits gum out. <laughs> I love the visual ones. Feeling judged. Feeling judged. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture we've seen recently. Uh, I'm going to kick us off talking about Fargo. Uh, I finally uh, have gotten through my uh, MTV's The Challenge binge, and I'm watching other things now, so it's it's fun in my life. Uh, and so I've gotten around to watching the first couple episodes of the new season of Fargo. Well, hold on. Have you watched every episode of MTV's The Challenge? All 35 seasons uh, over the course of about Jesus two months. Yeah. Christ. I know, right? <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot. He talked about it on the morning DNA recently. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like what he, he asked the question on the show, like, what's your, you know, your, your content? Record. That's, yeah. Your world record binging content. And yeah, isn't that insane? Yeah. But he says it's on oh. in the background a lot, too. Yeah, so it's, it's not just like he's not 100 percent focused. Yeah, it's it's not a show you need to focus on. So Fargo, however, is a show that rewards focus. Uh, and I I really I think I dig Noah, Noah Hawley's sense of style. I just think I really dig how he visualizes things. I felt the same way about Legion. Um, I felt the same mm-hmm. way about a lot of his stuff. And I always forget between seasons of Fargo how much uh, I, I like the aesthetic of it. And so I, I started watching this one and I was just like, oh, yeah, this is I really like it. Feel, it always feels so fresh to me. Um, and we're just getting into the story. I'm only two episodes in, so I can't really comment on necessarily how brilliant the story is. Uh, the acting seems fine to me, but it hasn't been, you know, 
super brilliant, but just the aesthetic of it just draws me in. And so I'm really enjoying uh, the new season of Fargo. And I'll just say every season of Fargo is the recommendation because I just yeah, I think I, it's incredible. I really enjoyed the first three. I haven't seen these first two episodes yet. I'm going to watch them soon. So I'm, I'm excited. I like this Chris Rock like career thing that's going on here. Like I kind of feel like he's coming back and doing yeah. some interesting things like he's yeah. doing this. And then we I mean, we're not getting it till next year now, but he, he did a Saw movie that he came up with, which is right. super interesting to me. Yeah. Even if you don't like Saul, like I'm just like Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson are doing a Saul movie. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see where all this is leading. It seems like he's uh, he's got some interesting uh, stuff in the work, which is really cool because I like Chris Rock. So yeah. So check out Fargo. Uh, any of the seasons. A reminder that this is an anthology show. Every season is a new story, mm-hmm. although they interact in some fun, like winky ways every once in a while. And Did- I wonder if this will be like a universe building thing where we get to Fargo season six and it's like all the seasons combined to build to a play, you know, like, cause there are some like world crossing uh, between there the seasons. There definitely is. And I heard that, um, I still remember that first season where they had like maybe three or four episodes in, you found out where you were like mm-hmm. in comparison to the movie. Like that was yeah. still one of my all time favorite TV reveals. Yeah. Cause I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about the movie. I just thought this is a show, right? Right. right. Um, but they tied it in. But then I, I did hear that this one, even though I've heard from everybody, you could watch this without having seen the previous seasons. This one ties in somewhat to like, there's like a character in season two mm-hmm. or something, I believe, or some, there's something in season two that that this this is like a almost a prequel to maybe mm-hmm. yeah the seasons have the f- given anything away no 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 the seasons have a fun way of doing that so yeah um but they are anthologies so technically you could watch each season yes. just on its own and they have their own individual they have their story. own story yeah so um what about you Danae? um i'm gonna talk about one of my favorite reality tv shows that i uh the challenge they, they 35 seasons another... of the challenge that's amazing today how'd you do that no uh it's called worst cooks in america <laughs> i don't know if you guys have watched this before um it's a hilarious show for good reason. I don't think I've talked about this before, have I? I don't think so. Gosh, I'm sorry if I have. Um, maybe I've just talked to someone about this recently, and so me saying what I'm about to say is very familiar and recent, so apologies. But anyway, what makes this show, to me, extra great is the production. The editors, when they're putting this together, have a lot of fun. So it's um, like if someone does something silly and they're like, uh, I feel like I'm on a weird talk show. They like superimpose their head onto a talk show and have funny stuff happening, and then they just cut like, and then they go back into the show. So it's like the show has its own character through the editors getting to be snarky and funny and strange. They poke fun of the hosts of the show too. Um, the premise, if you don't know about it, is that there's two judges, uh, Anne Burrell, who's a f- really famous chef on like the Food Network or whatever. And then she always has like another judge that kind of cycles in who is one of usually the Food Network's like popular chefs. And they each have two teams of cooks that are just like they're terrible terrible cooks they don't know how to cook for whatever reason and they're teaching them how and and looking for good skills and then by the end they only have one person left on their team and then they cook a meal for uh you know, really high palate individuals who choose which one has the best one and then they win 25 grand. That's kind of the quick, quick premise. Mm-hmm. But Anne Burrell is like the, she's the rock of the show. She's the one that's constantly on the show. And then the then the guest judges are, um, or, or coaches rather, that kind of come in are like, uh, they're surprising and shocking and often very, very fun. Like Rachel Ray, Bobby Flay, um, 
the last one that I watched had Alton Brown and it was not great because to me, Alton, he was just an asshole the whole time and he kind of set his team up for failure. Just he was a real he's almost like he felt like he was too good for the show. I don't even know um, who that is. Is he just a chef? All yeah, I know is he has the world's he, greatest Thanksgiving turkey recipe uh, that we've used like every Thanksgiving and it's so good. That's all I know. Literally all I know about him. He's not a chef. Um, He is like he's like a food critic or something I, you know oh, yeah. I, gotcha. i'm gonna get messages about that but i don't think he's technically a chef um he's he's a, a host of a lot of shows and he's got a really advanced palate but the the one that joined her this time the the guest uh judge this time is alex i don't know how to say her last name guana shelly i don't know how to say her last name she was a delight it was a, a breath of fresh air back on the show to have someone that's just having a good time and is shocked by the kitchen mayhem that is happening in front of her from these people mm-hmm. who to put it in the first episode, someone puts an entire chicken into a pot of boiling water and then takes scissors and starts cutting into the chicken so that, quote, the water gets into the <laughs> the chicken faster. And so the people just <laughs> they do the most insane stuff in Great. the kitchen. It makes you feel like a good cook at home, maybe, mm. and or gives you a sense of hope that you might be able to learn how to cook someday, too. And it's just fun. And like I said, for me, the, what makes it is the editing process. So I would nice. recommend it. It's, it's just a fun, silly watch called worst cooks in america and it is on food network jonathan i think i'm actually going to change and talk about something different than i was going to after you brought that up because i watched the first episode i have not watched it this week so aaron if you've seen this please don't spoil it okay but uh there's a new show on after mass singer called i can see your voice have you watched this aaron no no i haven't You really should. Um, <laughs> this show is ridiculous. So the first episode, at least, I don't know if this is going to change, but um, so Dr. Uh, Doctor Ken, uh, what is his last name? Ken Yong, I think. Uh, is that right? Yeah, Ken Yong. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and he is actually a doctor. So he hosts this show, and it's um, it, it's like, so what they do is they get like, they have a, they have a person competing for $100,000, and they put six people in front of them. You don't know how many, but some of them have a bad voice and some of them have a good voice. So some of them can sing really well and some of them can't sing. And the idea is that at the end of you eliminating them, you have a good singer. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good singer at the end, you win You win $100,000. You also, though, while it's going on, you win $10,000 for every bad singer you eliminate. And then at the end, you basically have to make a decision. Do you want to risk all the money you've already won and hope that you actually picked a good singer? Because you don't know how many are which. Um, so basically, the first, basically, this is random chance <laughs> because you cannot it, tell oh, it, if somebody's a good singer why, by their, what they look why, like. I, I, I recommend this in the sense that like if you just enjoy silly stuff like this like yeah. I do I think you'll have a blast with this. This is what I say Aaron you'll like this. Um, But they have a judge they have a pa- not judges but they have a panel of actual singers so like in the first episode they had like Nick Lachey was up there. Um, I'm trying to remember who else was. I, I uh, like well it's not just singers though because they also had which she might be able to sing but they also had what's her name from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm Enthusiasm. Um, his wife on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Aaron, Aaron is like me. Whenever you say something, you can't remember who it no, is. No, yeah, you put me on the spot. I'm never going to remember. I have to look it up every time. <laughs> if I was just thinking about Curb Your Enthusiasm, I might remember her name, but... <laughs> it's... Um, uh... 
Cheryl Hines. And um, so they had like Cheryl Hines and like Nick Lachey. And then they had like, they had one singer. I didn't know who she was. And then they had Arsenio Hall, I think was the other guy. So anyways, they're up there. So they're helping the contestant. Like they're helping them. Like when they see, uh, when they hear the answers to these questions and stuff like that. And like, they have like these different things that they let you witness. Like they do, uh, they have this one section where three of them will do care. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll lip sync to their, to karaoke. And it Mm. could be their voice or it could be somebody else's. So like, they'll watch how they're actually performing Mm -hmm. and let you know if that looks like a legit singer. See, now we're getting a little beyond random chance. Now there there is is some logic. It is a little beyond. Yeah. It is a little beyond. But I will say in the first episode, the, the woman at the end, what when she has really no basis of anything to risk her all the money on. So it's kind of crazy how it ends up going the, the way it goes. But, um, I, I know it's, it's, it's funny, man. It's, it's so dumb, but like, so is mass singer and I enjoy that. So, um, yeah. which I'm also watching the new, that new season of that's going on, by the way, if you want to lose your mind in something that's not like hellish, uh, watching mass singer is kind of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can see your voice. Um, it's like, a it's, it's a recommend if you like stupid, uh, singing contest shows like that. <laughs> If Although I, it's more like a game show. Yeah. It's really more of a game show. No, it sounds sounds uh, wonderful. Uh, if if <laughs> I had told you at the beginning of the episode that for Beyond the Sins, two out of the three of us would be recommending reality competition shows, <laughs> and, and that the one you. who didn't was me, you'd have never believed us. <laughs> never. That is funny. It, it is. It is like worst cooks in America. Is it's just a silly dumb show. Yeah. Um. It's kind of what we're all in the mood for fun. right now. It's kind yeah. of what we're all in the mood for right now. Yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah. I think. I think it's just what you lean towards. Like if you lean yeah. towards cooking shows, like I think that makes sense. If you lean towards yeah. singing competitions, yeah. that's kind of why I'm more into that. Because I just I don't know cooking shows. Like watching people cook for some reason, I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people love them. I mean, I know they do. So yeah. Top Chef is like what season thirty or something. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You binge that, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> uh, Top Chef. Yeah. Uh, I started that binge, and uh, in fact, when I went into the uh, challenge binge, I was in season seven of Top Chef. So I had. So if you want to combine okay. Top Chef and the challenge, I've watched forty-two seasons so of reality got, television. You just got to go back with Top Chef, or you yeah. gave up on it? No, oh. I no, I did not give up on it. I want to go back to it, but I kind of want to catch up on some recent TV because some mm-hmm. has piled up in the last three months. Uh, and then, uh, oh, then every I'll, week there's and then I'll go. I'll go back to my top chef binge and get all the way caught up on that. So, so yeah, welcome to my sickness. That's going to do it for behind the scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you subscribe. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. We're at cinema sins BTS on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae says D E N E S A Y S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes and myself, we'll spell you next week. You can also write to us at Behind the Sins, P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. I'm so late. Oh, buddy, I am so late to the show. Uh, run, 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 run. I'm gonna do this thing. Oopsie, doopsie, poopsie. Don't stop.
because that's just like when you're dealing, you know, with somebody that just won't, which won't, you know, let up. <laughs> you just. All right. No more. No more politics talk. Denise here. No more politics. Politics. Talk. I figured you guys would maybe cover some sports conversation <laughs> while I was gone. What you're saying, Denise, does speak to the fact that we do see this as a narrative. We see it as like a reality show or a story yeah. or a lot of people do, I should say. Well, especially since it's him. Well, so it's very easy once you've established the villain in in the show to root for their death or root for you know like there's if you're in a narrative if you're in a story then you don't see it as human yeah what if next year if assuming he doesn't win what if next year all of a sudden like nbc releases a show called like you know trump in the white house and this whole time that's what it's, it's been. just reality tv <laughs> And then it was just like, I don't know what's real anymore. Kind of like your tweet, Jonathan's like, I don't know what's real anymore. I'm just going to do my best to make sure that whatever information I'm processing <laughs> in my spirit, like not even my brain, but in my spirit that I'm yeah. trying to be a good, loving human being, because that's what's going to change culture. Yep. So agree. hundred percent agree. Can't stop hoping. Can't stop hoping. Can't stop loving each other. Can't stop pursuing truth, even though truth seems so fragile today. Like Absolutely. You, you can't stop having reasonable conversations about what is and isn't true because we know truth exists. We know things are real or aren't real, but our ability to process them is limited. That's just being human. I think as is reasonable human beings, we can come together and say, you know, it's probably 95% chance is a real thing. It's an interesting theory. Because, e right, but interesting theories lead to conspiracies and conspiracy mind is something we are all apt to and it's okay it's a very human thing but we have to keep pursuing actual truth uh, otherwise we're just yelling oh, yeah. we're, otherwise we're just yelling opposing conspiracies at each other and that's yeah that's not helpful my conspiracy theory is that cinemasins never actually hired a woman and danae is a man <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted I, you like, know, hey, Danae, you're the only one that can disprove that. And I'm not <laughs> suggesting any kind of way to do that. I'm just saying maybe a birth certificate, a birth certificate. I can make one of those on the Internet. I'm sorry if this is an uncomfortable avenue to uh, pursue this line of thinking, but Danae being a man versus being a woman. But you really think about that in today's age of technology. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be would, thinking about Danae being a man for a while. Sure. How would you prove it, <laughs> Danae? How would you prove it? Like, I, and I'm not saying like we don't have to get like you know super interpersonal. Are but you even saying, if, like the penis could be fake. Is that's that what, what I'm saying. Say? You can fake pictures. Yeah. You can fake video. You can fake like that is well, the power just... of conspiracy. The power of conspiracy is you yeah. literally can't do anything that I can, that I won't be able to say. Well, that's doctored. That's fake. That's not true. That is the power of conspiracy, and that's just. Oh, yeah, because it could it could be like, hey, come with me to the doctor's office and with a doctor <laughs> mm -hmm. and live video feed. We're going to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Danae is is a is a female or a male. And then um, like I get into a machine, they do like the machine scan. But then mm -hmm. they'd be like, oh, she's super David Blaine right now. And like she's not really in there. Man. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. And then or or they'd be like, oh, this is the, the deep. What is it called? Deep fake. This is deep fake. You know, whatever's being broadcast is deep fake. It would literally be the people in the room would have to just agree like, OK, we're the only ones that are ever going to believe this. It's like the Jesus situation. <laughs> the Jesus the, situation. Wow, that, that went somewhere. OK, OK, go with me here. The apostles and the people around Jesus, right? They're seeing him do this crazy stuff and they're like, no one is going to believe this. 
like who would believe that we're the stuff is happening uh-huh. and then they they like go out there they live their lives and they're really adamant this is real <laughs> jesus really did this stuff a and lot then, of people like, don't believe we're making jokes we write jokes really- <laughs> so, i mean i i don't even i don't know what to do anymore speaking of miracles <laughs> we write jokes i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say we were gonna start uh talking about jesus's gender and uh oh, whether or not oh, jesus no. was a man well, or no, a woman. i still think it's interesting she went from i might have a penis to it's just like jesus <laughs> <laughs> which rhyme what is going on wait did you just insinuate that jesus rhymes with penis they both end with s so count. <laughs> okay fair yeah, enough i listen to rap songs would, i know yeah there's a lot of rappers that would make that work your period conversation is all over the the jennifer's body script oh yeah we talk about tampons yeah oh that's true yeah there's there's at least there's at least two sins in there that deal with i thought periods. you were making a joke that she there were periods that danae wrote i know like, i know it's like actual okay, period I, seri- I just assumed it was a pun of some sort. look so many ellipses it's just I'm, thousands I'm of sorry them. i'm sorry <laughs> danae refuses the- to use any punctuation other than the period that's how feminist she is she won't use question to marks to be fair after last week any Anything you say, as far as I'm concerned, maybe may a, a pun. So I'm yeah, going to be, no, I'm gonna be on alert. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I've also noticed how Danae and I both, I feel like more than anyone in this in this crew on our notes, we're very train of thought, like stream of consciousness <laughs> with our notes. So when we both do, a sc- it's hilarious. Like I like all of a sudden, I just like I wrote some story about me and my sister yesterday. I, like, I have no idea. And then after I put that in there, I'm like, why did I tell her that? No, I love that. You're like, you're like, so anyways, I'm, I, I like mess with my sister and she messed with me, but we get along great now. And I'm like, this is so cool. It's a happy ending. No, but I was, it was, I was trying to explain my train of thought, why I right. was, why I was, Super you know, makes sense. I loved yeah. it. Is it possible you two are the extroverts on the team? Is that it? Like you, like you two like crave like social interaction that way. And so even the notes of a script is a good place to like. I just, I always, I just feel like I can never explain myself enough. I don't know what that means. Mm. I think that's my problem. He and I both have crippling issues. (laughs) (laughs) We have crippling (laughs) self-doubt. We need to reassure each other (laughs) a lot. How interesting is it that I was just thinking about this. Have we talked about this, that the three channel narrators right now all have wonderful names for portmanteauing narration? You've got bearation, geration, and aeration. Oh, like, wow. No. How, like, how does that happen? Yours is the only one that's an actual word, though. <laughs> that's true. Aeration is a word. Yes. <laughs> isn't it? That's right, isn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes after I go for a run, I need to take off my shorts for I mean, a little aeration. Oh, there you go. I mean, it wouldn't be spelled the same, but it's technically a word. You guys, I did something kind of brave. I don't know if it's brave. It might have been stupid. I don't know. I sent an email to the A-team yesterday because it was my one-year anniversary. Just saying like, hey, I just remember a year ago today, this is what I was feeling and this is what my hopes were. And I just, I really appreciate, you know, the opportunity to work with you guys. And, you know, the, the three main areas I get to kind of be part of your team, both as a, like the writing part, the logistics part, and then, you know, doing the show, um, everything's going so well for me. I just really appreciate it. And then, and then I, but I wrote, it was a little wordy. <laughs> did you put, did you put PS? I won't tell anybody I'm actually a man. Did you put that at the, at the bottom of the, the that email? That was actually in the subject yeah. to get oh, their okay. attention to oh, okay. read it. Fair enough. Also, fair Jonathan enough. and his sister get along now. <laughs> in case you were Update. concerned. <laughs> So, but at the very end of the email I wrote, realizes that I've written a lot and then just like, okay, bye. And I just ended the email and sent it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so they all respond politely in the thread, you know, which is really mm-hmm. kind and everything. And I get, a, I get a direct message from Barrett and it just says, yeah, that was too many words. <laughs> That's funny. And I just wrote back 100%. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. It's amazing. Danae. Meh. <laughs> Would you like to do a show? Would you like to do a podcast? <laughs> that was, you know what? This is going in the outtakes for sure, one hundred percent. But it will not be the same as if you had just seen what Danae. Her back was completely turned to the microphone. I went Danae, and she did a full speed head whip to the microphone. It went. No, nah, no, that was funny. It was great. Oh. Oh my god. All right, here we go. And we're doo doo dee dee Jonathan just watches like what the hell? Who are these weird people I have to work with? Like you were being crushed and Aaron's like, no, the show has to go on. So it does. It Aaron does. and I were Today, just doing the show with your, you like. Your head is now pinned. Your head is now pinned, Danae, between two by fours. I don't care. Your mic's right there. Like Every now and then it would just scene. be Danae going, help me, please. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Be like Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell and, uh, yeah, yeah. Austin Powers. I believe my I got stuff legs to do. Let's are broken. Go. <laughs> One of my feet may be separated. <laughs> There's blood. Lots of blood. <laughs> um, I think that was a pretty good Will Ferrell impersonation, if I do say so myself. We gotta do this. I'm still Jonathan, shoot. you have you have incredible power. You just said we need to do 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 do, and then Aaron and I. He's my robotic monkey. <laughs> Jonathan wants to play. <laughs> Danae. Meh. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park